Guys, welcome back to the Physique Factory podcast. And today, I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Use your day then, James. So, what we uh, what are we actually going on about today? Um, I think we were going to talk about gaining because a lot of people are gaining right now. But we're just saying how James doesn't really know anything about gaining. He just diets all the time. <laughs> so I'm so fucking he lean knows, at the moment. After that big burger last night. Yeah, he knows how to get anorexic. That was yeah, all your calories used for that, though, James. You starved yourself all day for that one, didn't you? Did, oh, did I fuck? Fucking hell. And yesterday, it must have been a good 7K. It must have been a good 7K. Look at him trying to prove his point. He's getting awful defensive now, isn't he? <laughs> <I could prove it. laughs> we want to see a full day of eating, James. We want proof that you're in a surplus. Oh, do you know what? I fucking hell. I'll do a YouTube video, but I really can't stand that anymore just because it's so saturated. Full day of eating, full day of eating. Every time you can go on someone's profile, full day of eating. It's like, fucking hell. So, I don't know. To be fair, they end up doing well, don't they, and getting views, so I might end up having to to come to it. Oh, he's on. Didn't know if he was going to make it or not. Connecting to audio. This is awkward because you guys have never spoke to him before, so this is going to be... An awkward first meet when we're live he, already recording. Does he speak How's it going, Dane? Yeah, he's, All right, he's guys, how are you going? How are you doing? He's, he's, he's Scottish like me, but he's on the gear like you guys. Oh, that's right, fair enough then. <laughs> what an introduction. So, <laughs> I know, I know. And this is this is recording as well, so this will be on the podcast. Brilliant. So, um, oh, yeah, we're not being we, discreet we, about taking gear or anything, are we? That, that's, the, that's, that's it about gaining. We're just doing about steroids. Let's do it. I, yeah, so, so what cycle talk, are you yeah, guys on? Connor, you, you may as well leave, mate. That's yeah, it. I'll just I'll just hop out the door. Yeah. So let's start off with the game. What's your favorite steroid? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go primo. I'll, I'll play it <laughs> Mine's just creatine. <laughs> monohydrate of course <laughs> so let's kick it off then let's actually start talking about gaining because we've just been chatting shit now um yeah we're just just looking to get a start here so what is the starting point for a gaining phase for you guys like what where would you want to be ideally going into a gaining phase in terms of like maybe like body fat percentage uh, not as bad as jimmy was <laughs> oh it's a mess <laughs> Yeah, the start of the last <laughs> Let me. I'll find the pictures. I'll find the pictures. Fourteen hundred k cows a day. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I have to go for so low. For me, it's always at the end of like shows because I compete every year. So I'm at my leanest body composition, and then I set that fifteen to twenty percent barrier of how far I can push it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You, right. you you like to push a big load, then, don't you? Well, I I go to the limit. I go to the limit. I, I add the five percent because of the anabolics. So more more or less a twenty percent of where I'll go. <laughs> what is um what's the worst like not the worst, but like what's the most weight you've gained after a show? Like twenty kilos in two weeks or something? you guys? That's normal with some people though, isn't it? You get that fucking like swelled up, you can't bend your leg. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds bad, but like the most body weight I've ever weighed is around about fucking eighty-one kilos. <laughs> How fat was? What happens when you're small and natural? I've never been that light on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm short as well. I'll put that out there for people yeah. listening. <laughs> what about you, Nick? What's the heaviest you've been? Heaviest I've been is about ninety-nine kilos. As wide What's as your stage weight? 
Um, last stage rate was 82.4. Mm, so a decent love gain as well. Um, what's the last... But I was 65 kilos in 2016. That beats oh, yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, that beats Jimmy. 65? How did <laughs> yeah. you get down to that? Well, you know... Go 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 uh, go to jail for five years. <laughs> All right, okay. This one's went. This one's took, took a downhill turn, hasn't it? It is. Fucking criminals. <laughs> the first time Dane comes on, and this is fucking. Um, this is this is what we're chatting about: steroids in jail. Yeah, so anyway, this is with me before I started dieting in April before the show, and uh, yeah, I was quite fucking fat. Uh, can you see it? Yeah, what a fat cunt. Quite. You were ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Men's physique pose as well doesn't help. Then, They're not good to do when you're fat. <laughs> and then, so I was like 107 kilograms there, and then I almost died. Um, and I got down to like what was it, 71, 70, around about that. Yeah, when you, I, when you were, have you got the picture of you when you were like dead? Yeah, I'll get that one up next. So I got down, I was like 88 kilograms about four weeks out from getting on stage. Then I got some like gastro thing, and then for three weeks I fucking just like lost everything. Ended up losing sixteen kg or something ridiculous like that. Fucking yeah, fucking hell. He's almost stepping on the stage with me. Let's see the picture, James. I'm trying to find it. Hang on, hang on. I thought you had it as your wallpaper. Yeah, <laughs> I would show mine, but I'm uh, using my phone at the moment, so. Yeah, that's what we were just talking about. It actually, looks better on your phone anyway because like the ca- the cameras are actually better. Like I'm on a laptop and like it goes all fuzzy and that. Yeah, my laptop's. I mean, pretty terrible to be fair for the camera. Yeah, the phones are the way forward, but James didn't well, have uh, Zoom download on his phone, so we're fucked. That was three <laughs> weeks difference. So obviously, the one on the right was four weeks out, and the one on the yeah, the one on the left is just like fucking after three weeks of being malnourished. If you're um if you're listening to this on Spotify, you'll just need to go onto James's Instagram. Yeah, just draw all the way down. And you'll see a picture of Mo Farah. Ah, uh, you you definitely do not look at your best on the right there, like. Yeah, it's <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> That's the point yeah, we are putting. When, it. You, when you sent me those pictures and on one morning, I was just like, "Fuck's sake, what do I say back to this?" He, he was like, "It's all right, you just flat." <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> I was like, "You're lying. I've lost a shitload of fucking muscle." <laughs> You're you're in a bad way at that time as well, and it's like you didn't want to make it any worse by saying you look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> how, many weeks, to end it how many weeks did it take you to get back up? Um, so I did a photo shoot. Well, it lasted for three weeks because I literally couldn't keep anything down. It was coming back up again, and I was literally pissing out my ass. So um, it was about three or four weeks um, until so I got back to normal after three weeks, and then three or four weeks after that. I sort of like put a bit of size back on and got a bit fuller. And I did a photo shoot because I was still fucking pretty but lean to get on. I could could have still got on stage, but I wouldn't have been the best. So I didn't compete, but I did a photo shoot. So yeah, about three, four weeks it took me from being ill or from recovering. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, you did fill up pretty quick. Yeah, I'd be surprised how much you're just throwing in carbs for a few days so actually makes a difference when you're here. you being able to eat. Just and you probably you probably got like you would have been leaner as well. Like, as much as you lost muscle, you've been getting you you'd have got a, in a better body composition and then as soon as you filled back up. Yeah. Depending if you did it right back on. It'd be That's hard it. if you I, mean, had... I, I had no appetite anyway, so it wasn't like even when it was like feeling better to eat food, I still didn't really have much appetite. So I didn't like binge or 
anything like that. So I just got back to eating my normal diet, and then that's why I did that for you. But I just couldn't get on stage, you know, comparing to where I was to what I ended up looking like. And there's just no point. But I started prep again in January, so hopefully, fingers crossed, that doesn't happen again. See, I've went from, and the 23rd of October was the last show I did, and I was 93 kilos on stage for that one, to now we've got like been a month down the line. I'm 111 this morning. And I got like a, like my microbiome, my gut health was terrible. So I actually got a parasite in my fucking small intestine from swimming in cold water, like open water, but it was an old trout factory. And basically there's fucking fish guts and shit in there. And I picked up a bug and that fucked my stomach up for, so all I could eat was like potatoes and oats and stuff that I was eating on prep because anything else was just distending my stomach. Yeah, I think like anything like bread or anything starchy helps like yeah. hold everything, doesn't it, in your stomach? Yeah, agony as well. Like it was so bad. It's only just getting better now. Shit. And I actually found that those little Yakult things, which I ripped the piss out of for ages, they work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probiotics. Yeah, but yeah, but and it probably saved good. me because it gave me like my body composition is not too bad now for the amount of. I've got 20, 20 kilos on in such a short period of time. But I've still got abs and stuff, so I've gotten really lucky with it. Sweet. At least it didn't happen yeah. when you was, like, doing your shows or leading no, up. No, no, no. You filled out quite well, actually, Dean. You, like, since, yeah. like, your kind of recomp sort of thing, since um, since finishing your shows, you've you filled out quite well. Yeah. Well, changing training and stuff like that probably helped as well, but... Uh, what shows so, did um, you, Dean? Uh, so, probably the biggest one I did uh, this year was that I went over to Rome and did the Amateur Olympia. Yeah, cool. So, I, I do classic physique. So, uh, like, my weight cap's, like, 93. Um, I was a bit light for that one, to be fair. I, I think I turned up 89 kilos at registration the day before. And that Michael Creasel guy was registering at the same time, and he was 300 pounds, so I felt fucking tiny. Fucking hell. He was a fucking monster. Like. Jesus Christ. No, I'm I think he was in the classic But um yeah, that that's probably the, the biggest one. And like I was in the top ten. There was like fifty-two guys in that in that category though. Oh. So it's just such a hard show to like get noticed. But I got into the first call out. I was other than that, I did like NFM UK this year. I got a pro card with them. Um, then I was third in one of the pro classes. I did uh, two bros to obviously qualify to go over to so I could do international shows. I, I got third in, I think it was the JT Grand Prix. Uh, I was seven weeks out from being ready, though, so it wasn't probably the best results this year. Like, first, second, third, and then two six uh, out of the five shows I did. So it was not bad, but, I mean, I, the year before, I, I won quite a lot. So yeah. it doesn't really equate because my body was better this year, but the results yeah. weren't. I, I had that. I had that last year, mate. 2019, I did much better. 2021, my physique was better. But I did worse. Yeah, it's it's a bit fucking shit for uh, when someone asks you that doesn't know about bodybuilding. They're like, oh, like were well, you pretty good? We're getting sixth place. I was like, well, actually, I looked fucking good, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's one of those ones. I'm not going to go back next year. Like I've done ten seasons straight. Shit. Apart from COVID, like back to back years, and like I started my first ever stage weight was 74 kilos, and then to finish with like 93 94 kilos, and I've done 10 years worth of prep, it was not bad. I've always been in a restriction with this classic physique category, 
Uh, I did classic bodybuilding even before that, and I was a men's physique guy in the first years, like when Ryan Terry and that used to do it. That that was like uh, I did that um, for about two years. Just when I was trying to build my legs up, I'm still building them up. They take fucking ages, but um, I think now there's a year off completely. Uh, I'm doing my first like push phase just now, trying to get my body weight up, and then I'm trying at the moment to get a little bit healthier and doing a bit of cardio and stuff, just so that uh, I can actually move it this weight. Because uh, I'm putting on socks in the morning now, and I'm starting to fucking struggle. So I know the feeling. <laughs> Yeah, you're about your, on about your legs with them, but your legs are definitely like compared to when I first knew you, what like 2015 or something. Your legs have definitely came up a lot since then, haven't they? Yeah, it's just the, the upper body wants to grow first. And I, if I touch a weight with my chest or my shoulders, they just grow. But the legs is kind of different. But yeah, it's, it's getting there this year, it's, it's definitely improving. I'm doing yeah. legs twice a week now, which I used to be a guy that would slate that. Um, and I do I do pulling from the floor twice a week now as well, and these are things that I've never done in the past because I used to believe in my head that you couldn't you couldn't train legs twice a week because the recovery element would be too hard because of the way that I trained them I, I did a lot of volume uh, and probably a lot uh, too many machines plus squats you mean I did everything I could possibly do in a leg workout um, to now I've condensed that down to five six exercises uh, a workout. And then I'm only doing the top set, and if I miss the top set, the back offset, and that's making a massive difference. Yeah, it's splitting up that volume, isn't it? Up rather yeah. than just condensing it all in one session, because I mean, you're gonna, it's fucking got to be well hard to recover from like shit amounts of sets, like three, four sets on the same exercise in the, in the same session, and it's just better like splitting into those two sessions. I mean, even like I still do the one leg session a week, and I find it fucking hard to like recover from that, and that's pretty low volume. But yeah. man, I was like, what was it? we did sub exactly, didn't we, Nick? And my legs were still fucked yesterday. <coughs> yeah, you get that a lot, though, mate. You get that a lot. Like, yeah, my, came down, you like that. Yeah, my quads don't recover. Literally, it can take about two, three, four weeks for my quads to start recovering. It's, it's crazy. I pull, I do stiff legs. I have back and then into legs the next day, then a day off. But what I'm noticing now is that pull from the floor, my hammies and glutes are still getting hit, even though I'm trying not to. Like control the eccentric phase at all they're still they're still getting a hit and my lower back as well is so fatigued going into the next day that um i was going up like this and now i'm a couple of weeks in now and it's like fuck this is hurting you know what i mean the, the the onset of doms is there in the morning my lower back's too weak so uh i might have to add in another day of rest you know what i mean either side of legs just yeah, uh yeah. see if it comes in but Literally, just, just before we came on this, I was just saying to James how like I, I can't recover from doing legs twice a week. And same same kind of thing as you. I'm only doing like two working sets, but fuck me. Just like I went on a went in the leg press the other day, my quads were like just like a sharp kind of pain down them. I was like, this is not for me. Like fuck that's this. What, I cannot recover from this. Yeah, that's literally the same feeling as what I have. Like a, a week after because it takes literally a week after it was when we trained him. I got on the leg press yesterday, and literally the sharp pain and quantified. It wasn't anything like knee related or joint related. Literally, that's it's like my rec fem. I was feeling it and right up yeah. to my hip. Yeah, it just yeah. felt like it was going to rip off the bone. And do you guys um, use like some? Uh, and this isn't just to like put in my for my sports massage, but do you guys use uh, like get get work done on on, a, on each week? Like, do you go and see a therapist or anything like that? And I, I do every two weeks. You I, notice the difference from that massively over time. Over time, it's like. I go every two weeks and 
I've had so many niggles, injuries that over time it's just worked them out. And I yeah. don't know, but then you've also got to look at it the way I'm training might be slightly different. But I'm, I'm, you know, like the way I'm training, my mobility might be getting better. So yeah. that might be having a, a knock on effect. The exercise I'm selecting might be better than they were in the past. So all, all of it combined is just making me into a better thing. But I would definitely say if you're training hard, consecutively, like consistently, then you definitely need the sports massage, I think. Like the same yeah, thing, like you're one day a week and then you're just finding you're sometimes not even recovered after that. If you can get some lymphatic drainage in there and just get movement of toxins and up your water intake, if depending on what that's like, you should see a difference. You should see sort of an improvement. Mm. But not enough people do it. But it's, like, it's kind of why I mention it. Book in with Dane using this link. Yeah, <laughs> you can travel to Scotland. It's fucking, it's not that far. <laughs> it's all right. There's a lot of people in Scotland listen to this. There's people yeah, all I... over the world, surprisingly. <laughs> so yeah, come down to the Body Academy. Get get um, use code Connor ten for ten percent off Dane's massage. So we kind of we kind of went into the training thing um like side of things when when you guys like obviously we were talking about gaining earlier. When it comes to like gaining muscle, do you change anything training wise at all? Mm, no. I do slightly volume because um, I do like the meso cycle. So it depends again, depends how I'm recovering, how I'm feeling. So like six to eight weeks, every like every two weeks, like volume goes up on a specific body part that I want to increase. Say if I wanted to bring up my chest and delts, then I'd be taking like the volume up in those exercises. But it's doing it smartly. I wouldn't just like do set on top of set on top of set until it'd be like fucking four or five sets on like a chest press. Yeah. Are you still doing that then? Because I know like. I've done it in the past, but I didn't know you were still doing that. I'm doing that, but only on specific exercises where I can actually like increase the volume. Because if I tried doing like five sets on a fucking chest press, there's no way that's going to happen. So it turns into like rest pauses, layering the sets up like that. So like do one rest pause, then maybe the next week or the week after do like two rest pauses. Or even like on some of the exercises where they're not like demanding, um, you can increase the sets. So maybe like three or four is in like a maybe a cable chest press or like a lateral raise or something where you can get away with, away with it. So, but the bigger movements, the more fatiguing movements, I just layer them up with like rest pauses or even like a drop set or something. Yeah, I'll throw in like rest pause or stuff like that. If if I'm getting to the point with uh, an exercise that it's not progressing. If it's progressing each week, it stays as it is. There's progression there. I'm causing adaptation. There's a stress there. But if I get to the point where I'm not progressing that lift, and for some reason, and the food's still high, so I know that I'm getting sleep and I'm getting the the food in, I need to change something up at that point. So I'll, I'll either swap swap the exercises round, or I'll do like a a rest pause, or a, a tempo work, or something like that that changes it slightly. And that's only to, just so I've got something I can start counting for progression again, rather than getting caught into the, you know, oh, my leg press is stuck at this weight. Yeah, it's a new stimulus, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. I do at the moment. Um, JP actually spoke uh, about it in one of his videos. It's the, the dead stop on the hammer strength leg press. No, so, yeah. like, you, you come to a fully shortened position, right, where your quad's fully stretched. You train it in that position and you come off that straight into a leg extension and train it in the shortened position for quads. Fucking hell. Like, I just noticed my legs blowing up when a couple of weeks of doing which, that. But which so hammer strength leg press are we talking? 45? Mm -hmm. Which hammer 45 strength 45 degree one. Yeah, yeah. 
It's fucking Shit. brutal when you stop. That, that, sounds, that sounds fucking nasty because you get hit in both those ranges. Yeah. That's, that's brutal. So, like, that's, I've taken out squats at the moment and I, I go from a... Because I do the stiff legs the day before, I haven't been doing RDLs first because there's too much fatigue there. I go lion leg curl, um, work up to a, a set of 8 to 10, and then I'll do a set, if I've got it in me, of maybe 12 to 20. That's the range, that, the, the second range I'm going for. I'll come over to the leg press and I have that exact same range in that uh, on the leg press. So the eight to 12 or six to eight sometimes if I'm really going for it. And then I'll, I'll go for that high rep set. From there, leg extension. From there, seated leg curl. And then I'm doing split squats now instead of walking lunges. And that's just because I was trying to put weight on. So removing any element of uh, doing cardiovascular work at all at the moment just to keep the weight going on. But Obviously, with the like you're doing it in the Smith machine as well, so you'll get like the stability aspect too. Yeah. Whereas like, you've obviously it. totally fucked everything up already, dude. Yeah. Are, are you supersetting the the leg press with a leg extension? Is that what no. you're saying? No, no. right. Sorry, I thought it. you were going like superset yeah. sort of thing. You're, you're training that muscle in that fully stretched position, and then you're going over to the leg extension after, and then you're going to train those two big sets uh, in the short position, and then that's it. That's the quads done. They, they, they're done after that. For me, it's, it's such a different feeling, and my legs are my knees are so warmed up as well because I started with the lion leg curl. I can't really do yeah. leg press unless I do something like that. I suppose you're old like neck as well. I suppose but, I am. Uh, I, I thought the way you were saying it, um, you were I like, thought, going yeah, I thought it was a superset. Oh, I thought it was a superset, but it sounded pretty cool. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that with um, like swing. We've got a swing squat in our gym. I don't know if you guys will have one. It's a bit like a pendulum. Um, but if you superset that with leg extension, because you can get right deep, that is fucking solid. I used to do 100 reps. Don't, don't say things like that. That sounds horrible. <laughs> like 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, all the way to 100 if I could. Um, and that used to like kill me, but did I get much growth from it? You know what I mean? I got a nasty pump. Have you ever used occlusion bands? Yeah. Um, we did something as well where... At uni, where the it was like it was weird. You could put something around your leg, and then it determines like how much like it's actually like occluded, or how much like how constrained it is on your leg. So you can change it up and down um, with like this dial. And we did it on deadlifts, and fucking hell! Literally at the end, I felt like my fucking I could feel my sciatic nerve just fucking fucking explode. <laughs> it makes the weight so much harder to move. Like I slayed it for ages until someone. It was my old prep coach. I used to have. Um, Jason Corrick, I don't know if you know him, he was like a Mr. Universe. He's a short guy in stature, but he was fucking massive. And he was just like, oh, try the occlusion bands when you're doing your legs. Like, So I was putting them on for hamstring curls and leg extensions. And I just couldn't move the same amount of weight because the pumps were too nasty. You were getting the blood in, but the blood wasn't getting out. I like them now, and I do use them. If I've got an injury, like rec fem injuries and stuff like that, I'll, I'll put them on, and it seems to... I don't know, let me train a little bit further than I could usually go without the pain. Because yeah, I do my legs all the time. I fuck I was, them up. I was going to say, it's like it's a really good way, like something to use for like working around injuries. Because yeah. when my knees were fucked, I was doing a lot of that. Especially on like, yeah. the leg extensions where you can't load it up or anything. So it definitely works and helped me still make progress. It's a good idea, that, actually. Yeah. Mine's in the locker. You can just borrow them if you want. I'll use it for biceps. Get a nasty pump. Oh. that and the arm blaster oh I was on that yesterday <laughs> is that why you said that I didn't 
didn't even realise that was still there actually until I seen it in your story, the arm blaster. Well, it's because I had the Anne Bale shirt on, eh, and I thought oh, I'm going to be proper old school and use the arm blaster now. <laughs> yeah, might as well, might as well. So, like, I think the big takeaway from the training side of things, trying to keep this kind of somewhat informative, informative, is progression. You've got to be fucking progressing your training, don't you? If you're not progressing your training, if you're not progressing in the gym, not eating enough and not sleeping well, well, you're probably not going to grow that much. And if yeah. you're not taking that much steroids. Nope. Another good point is what we talked about the other day. Um, when you plateau or you're not progressing on a lift, like what what would you do? And I was talking to Zane, one of my clients, about it, and I said, you, "There's three things that you could do. Obviously, the first one, obvious one, is like take the exercise out, and then the second one, um, change rep ranges. So, say if you're doing like a, a six to ten, could change it to like a ten to fifteen or a fifteen to twenty, or then even move it further down the order. So you're still progressing somehow. So if it's going to be like the first exercise, then you could change it to like the third or fourth, obviously because it's going to a, a fatigue's going to affect that, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. You could just give up altogether. Like, fuck this. My lifts aren't progressing. I'm just going to fucking give up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just put training off. Yeah. That's it. It's cool. <laughs> that's the way it feels, isn't it? <laughs> there does come that point, though, eh, when you're gaining where it's like you push so far and it's like everything's almost at its limit, isn't it? Yeah. And, like, it feels like nothing's actually going up. And that's when, that's when, like, using some of those, like, ideas that you just came away with would, would probably be pretty valuable. Oh, shit. There's a that. Yeah. What about just deloading? You need to take the managers to take some rest. Yeah, there's that as well. Well, I I program in my that's the thing is when what's a true plateau? Um, and that's every maybe like a lot of people say if they're not progressed for one session, there's more things there could be loads of things affecting that. Sleep, what's leading up to the session, stress, all that shit. Um, but a true plateau, it's gonna be three, four, even five weeks that you stuck on that exercise and it stayed the same or you regressed. Then after that, then you can do it. And then obviously you can take in the fact of like if you, if you deloaded or not. So definitely, yeah. See, up in Scotland, um, we just call deloads being a shite bag. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've never done a deload. I've never been a See, shite bag. I, I don't deload. I just have I just have a week off. Yeah, I, I've had in terms of I had a week off when I got married, and that was that's the only time I've ever stopped training. And. 15 years or something like that but there's been sessions where i've came in and i've done fuck all so you know what i mean they were the sessions that maybe got the recovery in and i like i haven't looked into d loads and that that much i think there is a time when your body's just saying no i need to give it a rest and that's probably why i got so many injuries as well because i uh i never sort of took that rest time uh you know I mean recover and just chill out a bit if you look at like a Olympic athlete, for example, they will actually spend periods of their training where it is all about recovery, really, isn't it? And then um, it's something a lot of us don't do. But I'm the same as you, Nick. I would just like I do the odd week off or whatever, and that's kind of that's kind of my way of kind of dealing with it. But I think, like James said as well, there is some people that need it more than others. Like I've definitely worked with some clients where I'm like, "Fuck, this guy needs like to chill out for a I week." I think I think it's what else is going on in your life as well. Yeah. Environment. yeah. If you've got if you've got a job that's like a manual labour, like I've noticed that we're doing all this house shit, it's just battering me. I can't I, in my sleep shit. Um, I just need more time off. I can't train like I used to, and I'm getting old. <laughs> just saying it before anyone else does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that doesn't help as well, to be fair. But um, 
yeah, no, I, I think you've kind of got to listen to your own body to some degree and like not be stupid about it, not be oversensitive about it, be like, oh, I need to deload every once a month or whatever. Because like then you probably are just wasting like potential training time. Having said that, there's a flip side of that. It's like, do you be proactive rather than reactive and actually like catch it before you do over fatigue? That's the other thing. Yeah, and how do you deload? Like Nick, you said, you take a week off, which is cool. That works. Um, but with you know how I'm working it in at the moment is obviously got those six to eight weeks of building up volume, and then that deload would be literally just one set. I'm still fucking like going to failure. I'm not like holding any reps in the tank, but it's those back off sets and you know that are like higher rep ranges, so it's not as fatiguing for my nervous system. Um, and then it's like obviously half the volume and then go back to like a baseline volume the next week and then every two weeks escalating that volume up and then do the same again do you feel any different from that in terms of recovery um, it is catching it but I think like I am battered by the end of it you know because the amount of volume that I'm hitting on some body parts especially if it's like back or fucking anything pulling posterior wise um i've not increased the volume on legs yet obviously because of ben's physique and i'm not really needed to focus on them yeah do train them um but yeah um yeah it just depends what body part like where i am i am pretty fucked towards the end of it though i find um you know if i do like a week off or something like that or even just a few days off I, I like that whole like you're buzzing to get back in the gym sort of thing and it just like I don't know relights a, a flame for you sort of thing so like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's well, obviously right. the benefit of that yeah 100% I think you can do that the other thing you can look at as well is like, if, you, if you're someone that loves training like you, you've got the guys that just do not want to take a session off the gym they love being in there it's kind of their life and stuff like that then they should be getting the sort of lymphatic drainage work and going and seeing a therapist and stuff like that and maybe getting once a week because on the back end of that, you will get recovery. So you might, if you if you're doing that every week, I guarantee that you do not need to do the deload deload week as soon as you do. You might cause overall CNS over a period of time and have to do that. But if you're getting looked at most weeks, then you probably won't. I'm ten percent off mass Yeah, my 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 lower back at the moment is absolutely fried. Like even sitting down just now. I'm starting to feel the left side going, like, twinging a little bit. And I've just done too much. But I can't get in with folk. So that's another one. If there's anyone in Perth listening to this who wants to trade uh, trade hours with me, fucking give me a shout because I cannot get booked in with anyone. <laughs> I'll do it for you, Dane. I'm, I'm not trained, but I'll do it for 50 quid. <laughs> do anything for 50 quid. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah yeah you're, you're probably right enough it's something i definitely don't pay enough attention to i mean how many times have i said to you oh yeah i'll definitely get booked in with you at some point and then i never do it like i never make enough time for my own recovery um which it's tough obviously when you're trying to do a lot of other things too but like if you want to like within like bodybuilding if you want to go far within the sport you kind of need to prioritize your recovery as much as you're prioritizing everything else too like like i said like like athletes do like like cristiano ronaldo what would he do Sitting in a fucking ice bath when he gets home. Yeah, cryo <laughs> chamber or something like that. And what don't, about don't do what the what about gear use then? So if you're on anabolics, do you have periods where you're off anabolics completely, or are you TRT and you're cruising? Yeah, TRT. Yeah, TRT. Does your training change? Does your uh, do you do you hit it just as hard? Yeah, uh, training train doesn't change. Yeah, training, training stays the same. Yeah. I think the only time you back off training is like just like a couple of weeks out from the show. Yeah, yeah. It, it dictates around like your food, really, doesn't it? I mean, when I'm saying about these mezzos, as soon as I go into prep, maybe like the first four weeks can get away with it. 
But after that, I stopped increasing the volume and then everything's just baseline numbers. Yeah. I mean, you look two sets roughly around about that and then just progressing on the lifts. And then obviously to a certain point, how fucked you are um, towards the end of prep, I'm just trying to hold the numbers in, in the gym. Yeah. And like, do you guys get your blood work done after the your last show? Or, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And you take, like, if you're, say, your Easter Dial's through the roof, are you. And you're you're still in your TRT. Does that affect your training at all or anything like that? Uh, it, no, no. Yeah, no. I, I actually had blood work done between shows last year to see how bad it was, and then got it done like four weeks after to see how it changed. It did come down quite, and I got um, heart scans at those points as well to see how things were different. Um, and like the heart, the heart bounced back pretty quick, just like the blood work when I came off, and the stress was really removed. So, with most of the companies that do it, they'll give you your your liver and your kidney your readings there. Phenotene as well, like that, that's one of the the numbers that comes up. But if you're training throughout that whole period and you're not really taking any rest, those values will sit high the whole time. Yeah, because yeah, there's muscle protein breakdown. You I mean your body's fucked? Yeah, you create so like, kinase that goes through the yeah, roof and all that sort of shit. For me, I take that's the time where I take time off because I need to see that number and it's true form so like where there's no fatigue and uh, there's no breakdown of tissue and i can actually get a true number from the kidney and the liver because they're always high if i even was off and i do pds where i come off completely i did last year anyway and um those numbers would still stay high if i was still training so i was just wondering if anyone else does that where you actually give yourself two weeks or 10 days so you can see that number like and then get a test do your blood work at that point so you're going to get those true readings I the only thing just... I would... go, go on, Jimmy. No, sorry, go for right. it. Well, the, the only thing I would think wrong with that is if it's always high because you're always training, then your true reading is always high. Yeah, because that's yeah. what it is the majority of the time. Just because you come off, it's kind of like that's kind of like a a false reading. If you think it's... about it, because you just you've you've manipulated <laughs> it to be that way. It's more a reading to see if your kidneys can come back. Oh, you mean if it actually comes back? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a fair back. point. Yeah. Uh, just for that one. That's the only reason I do it. And then it gives me the green light to go, right, my body has survived another course. Let's go back. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see what a natural person's blood work would be like after a prep, because I'd imagine it would probably be pretty, shit as well. pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Testosterone. Yeah, God. <laughs> Takes a dive. Thyroid, thyroid would be like that as well. Yeah. 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 So, like, for anyone listening, like, it, you know, it, it makes it sound really bad from you guys' point of view. It makes it sound like, oh, yeah, we need blood work. We need this. We need that, which you definitely do. It's important to keep an eye on that. But yeah, natural people are also going to see, like, poor results in that if they were to do the same thing. Like, it's all prep isn't a healthy thing to do, is it? No. Yeah. Even that's if it's natural about... or unnatural. Yeah. That's what I was saying about the heart scans as well, because I'm in with a heart doctor in the UK. So, I can just book in with him twice a year and go and get MRIs, ECGs. Guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off just now because I've got a client at ten o'clock and I just realised it's quarter two and I'm not I've not even left the house. So I know thank you very much for letting me come on. You want to see any time, man? Take it easy, guys. Forgot what we're talking about now. And Nick going so so yeah. So what we're saying there is what 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 you were saying there about um having periods of no training to see what happened with his kidney results to see if they came back to where they should be. Well, it's the same thing with the heart. Obviously, blood work doesn't show what's going on with your heart, but I was having heart scans 
before the prep, mid mid between shows when it's at its absolute worst, and then four weeks after to see what happened. And like the way the heart beat was beating during the prep had decreased. So something called the strain value. So your heart just doesn't go like like in and out, in and out, in and out. It kind of like moves in slight, all different directions. So the strain value was decreased massively. Um, <clears throat> so it's kind of like, you know, any normal doctor would look at that and think, oh, shit, you're going to have some kind of heart attack or, you know, everything's going to shit tits up. Then four weeks after, we tested it again. And I did a cardio test as well to see how it was pumping and how it was reacting to stress as in the cardio. And then it had, like, come back. It had, like, doubled in, you know, it had, like, bounced back, basically. So it just, it just basically saying, like, you know, it's the same as being on gear on prep or being on gear at all when you come off these things do come back but there may be a point where they don't come back anymore or don't come back to what they once were and yeah. that's a point where you have to be like is it worth it keep carrying on especially like see that see the the heart surgeon stuff or not heart surgeon but heart doctor stuff do you just get that free in nhs when you get to a certain age like yeah what it was is i took part in a study in 2020 <laughs> i took part in a study in 2020 on anabolic issues in the heart so I then followed that up with a doctor. Um, at, it's like a, he, he was a doctor that was part of the study at Liverpool Heart Hospital. So I just basically I email him and I can go every year and see him. Aye, that's cool. So it's like cool. a couple of grand. It's a couple of grand worth of tests for free because I got that's on good. the study. I'm um, I'm going to stop giving you cheek anyway because I, I might need a lift off you next week. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> a lift where? <laughs> I'm, can you I'm pick him up from the train station? Oh, you want me to pick you up from the train station? <laughs> yeah. Oh, why? So why keep my mouth shut. What, what are you coming up here for? Down here, should I say? Just for the crack. Oh, it's yeah. the night out. Are you coming for the night out? Are you coming for the yeah. night out? So we're training first, though. So Connor's going to get here around about half twelve, and this is totally irrelevant to this podcast. So you can turn it off <laughs> if you want. Um, Joe can stay on it's only for a minute. So yeah, <clears throat> Connor's going to be about half twelve. Can train legs about one. Right. Are right, yeah. well, you now. training legs? <laughs> well, yeah, you're telling me now. Yeah. <laughs> so arrange your week. So he's that it's kind of going to be a natural party person or, a, or a, um, an enhanced party person. <laughs> <laughs> well, leave that one to chance. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'll keep it pretty natural. I'll stick to still water. <laughs> the Diet Coke. Jesus We've Christ. definitely yeah, kind of went take, off the... Take, take the diet part away. <laughs> <laughs> We've definitely went off the subject a little bit here. <laughs> uh, definitely lost the gaining subject well, We definitely here. spoke about back drugs today. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of drugs on this. For me being a natural guy, there's a lot of drugs on this. <laughs> just when you guys were talking about all the gear usage and that there, I just sat silent. I was like, I have no idea what's going on here. <laughs> I mean, I've still I pulled that GH out, and my fucking hands still in bits. It's been a week. That's that I've got that, took it well, for. well, that's something that we've not spoken about properly, really. Like, kind of what we would do cycle wise. You know, starting low, adding in other things like insulin, GH. This is not medical well, not, advice. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, <this is> not <laughs> do you want to start? I reckon. Well, let's not let's not say like a precise dosage because I don't I don't want people copying anything or anything like that. So, I mean, like. When we start a cycle, what we're looking at, we're looking at obviously te- going from TRT, aren't you? So whatever, t- so whatever doses you test, like 
keeps you at like physiological levels. Um, and then increasing that. But I hear people fucking saying, oh, I'm going to take like five, 600 milligrams of test or even up to a gram. I was like, that is way too much. Um, well, depending on a few things. Well, how far do you reckon you could push test? Me, 300. Yeah. Even well, even, well, now, even now, <laughs> even now, about three hundred, it's getting a bit sensitive. Yeah, fair well, enough. There is, there is there is MPP in there as well, so yeah, it might be that. I mean, like if you're not like taking high amounts of my master on a primo, then it's probably around about that. I reckon you could push up to four without causing it. It's totally person dependent, obviously, but yeah, but, yeah, it's like, it's like, that was very much a black and white answer, and it's never like that. I reckon yeah. you could push up to four. Well, <laughs> well, I've pushed up to four before, and things go. Yeah, that's it. It totally depends. Um, I could that's I cool. could get away with four depending on how high primo and masters. So when I am um, yeah, when can, I go into an off season, things. when I go into an off season, just for anyone out there that's obviously not using gear, so I'll I'll start a loading phase of creatine um, on the first yeah. day. You do it, you do it pre, you, you, and then you end up pre and post workout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just take it around the I think the max dosage I would use it would be 10 grams. Do you, uh, do you inject your creatine? No, no, I just, I just put it right into not the shaker. And <laughs> in, in with my Diet Coke. <laughs> Have you ever snorted pre-workout? Just for the crowd? No. Oh, yeah, it was no. horrible. It caught all the inside of my nose. It was fucking ruthless. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a good idea. Someone dared me to do it at the gym, and I didn't feel like... Wow. Yeah, I didn't feel like it was going to end up in that result, but yeah, give me a nosebleed. It was fucked. You, you know what the worst thing is? Um, you see people doing it online all the time. It's a fucking dry scoop, and it's like, what the fuck? Get yourself a to bottle fair, of water. To be fair, I've done that when there's no fucking like like shakers around. So a bottle of water, dry scoop, neck it. But I'd only do that if there's nothing around. I'd rather shake it and drink it. Fuck that. Yeah, it's I, not I nice. Just, yeah, I would just put it into the bottle of water. I don't do any pre-workout stuff. I just drink it off me. Yeah, to, to <laughs> fair, I've not had a good pre-workout in about a couple of months. Remember, I brought that stuff down the last time, and next shook no, up about ten really... fucking scoops of it. <laughs> oh, it sent you under that, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, I don't do it. <laughs> I'll bring something special. Hey, I might be natural, but I've got I'm some nice pre-workouts. That's that's how I get my kicks. <laughs> I'll just have a wee scoop of defib or something before the night out. <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> But um, an important thing, I suppose, is like when you're when you're natural, the most anabolic thing you can do is a training, obviously. But eating, eating's going to be your key to building muscle and consistently in in a surplus. Consistently, you know, getting your meals and I eating protein. Fair, every kind of... I think to be fair though, that's the, the exact same thing for enhanced or natural. Yeah. Food oh yeah, amazing. definitely. Yeah, people just think they can just smash a shit all the game and get big. When some but, for some people maybe the case, but you need to eat and train hard, don't you? So yeah, but so so people say that food seventy percent, but anybody can eat excess cal- calories and gain weight. But it's the training. The training is the key. Without the training, you're just gonna be fat. And if you lose weight without the training, you're gonna be skinny fat. Mm. So training is the most important thing. Obviously, the types of things you eat as well are, are quite important because if it, if it was 70% food and it didn't matter what that food was, well, you know, most overweight people would be jacked. You know, obviously, you've got to get a good amount of uh, a decent sources of protein in there. Yeah, like, um, well, they say, do tend to have big calves. Most overweight people don't train, though, do they? They do yeah, tend to have big calves. I mean. <laughs> big calves is what they have. 
Yeah. But if it was, you know, if food was as important as that, like it definitely is important. But like if it was 70%, then, you know, half these people would be pretty jacked without even training if it's 70% of the way. But um, yeah. yeah, it's it's consistency with all that stuff. Like the, the key to a successful gaining phase is just consistently actually doing what you need to do on a, day, a day, daily basis. Like it's the same with cutting as well. It's all the same. It's like, it's actually pretty fucking boring, this shit. It's training, it's eating, it's sleeping. <laughs> and if um you've got to, you've got to, like if you don't find any enjoyment in that process then well it's probably not for you <laughs> probably a nice way to wrap that one up isn't it yeah it's good that he's yawning so he's had enough <laughs> boring <man>. definitely <laughs> definitely let's talk about gear again <laughs> Yeah, this one's uh, the title. Of this one's just going to be snorting pre-workout because that kind of explains <laughs> how I'll this be on one the cover went. Of it, snorting it. We may um we might have a proper chat about a gaining phase at some point, but today it was just random shit. Yeah, as always. <laughs> hey, yeah, as always, people seem to like it. So if you've got any questions about our random shit, feel free to reach out. And a if you actually do want to know this one, a lot of people are going to listen because <laughs> it's snorting pre-workout, and I know a lot of people thought about it. So here's <laughs> your fair, answer. If, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, um, if you're getting peer pressured into it, do it. No, uh, since Just like Dane's drugs on night out. Stuff, <laughs> since Dane's been punting his stuff in this, I'm going to punt some of ours. If you genuinely do want to know about a gaining phase, James and I have the, the complete guide, or the ultimate guide, sorry, to a gaining phase. So head over to one of our Instagram pages, hit the link in the bio, download it for free. There's the plug. Thanks for listening, guys. Tune in next time. 